0: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church, as today we're going to finish up a series that we've uh, been into now. This will be 21 weeks, uh, quite some time. On, uh, we've called it You Have the Words, You Have the Words of Life. We're looking at things that Jesus has said, um, and as I've said throughout this series, we should always be looking at what Jesus said. He's our model for life and ministry, and also a little devotional tool to take a verse like I've been taking and just kind of think about it. For a week and ask God to help you use your holy imaginations, which I think is a very redemptive process to um, just consider and think about parts of Scripture and, and just stay there and think about what was going on, think about the story, think about uh, what it would have been like, and just spend some time there developing what was going on in the process. And that it's a very helpful tool, and I think it really helps us, uh, you know, in our reading times, keeping the Bible alive and fresh. Um, Bible reading should be a joy, not a chore, um, and when it becomes a chore, you need to think about why and, and start you know, asking God to help you put life back in it again, because you know we've talked about this, the, it's, it's one of the big attacks of the enemy, is to keep you from reading the Bible, it's one of his favorite ones, because uh, when you're not reading the Word of God, you're, you're just allowing yourself to take in all the mess of our culture, which is constant and, and depressing, Um, Because it's nothing but bad news. I almost, you know, every once in a while, when I'm having coffee, the headlines will be on the, and it just, it's such. There's never anything good, and so, you know, I, I try not to do that. Catch my headlines on the, on the internet. But uh, anyway, don't let that be what feeds you um, at that level, because it will impact you in a very negative way in your life. You should be, uh, you know, having the word of God Uh, as a significant part of your life and really trying to start your days in the Word of God and it will help you throughout your days in the process so today uh, we're going to finish up this series like I said I want to look at something Jesus said um, that he says here at the end that he said in the beginning to um, Peter which is follow me and so I want to dig into that a little bit and what that's all about that's the intro transition there's always a bad joke and uh, I'll try not to disappoint today do you hear about the two peanuts that went walking around in the middle of the night? One of them was assaulted. It's bad, right? It's pretty funny, though, yeah. yeah. So, Alright, well, I wasn't sure how that was going to work. <laughs> well, it was, actually, but i got to back up anyway. So this pastor is um, hes moving to a new church. He's leaving his church after being there for some time, and he... He's saying farewell to the congregation at the church doors for the last time and he's sh- shaking the hand of the people and one of the, uh, the elderly saints comes by and uh, he shakes her hand and she says, You know, your successor won't be as good as you. And he goes, Oh, nonsense, you know, in sort of a flattered tone. And she goes, No, no, really. I've been here under five different pastors and each new one has been worse than the last. <laughs> okay, so now you like that one better. All right. that'll get you every time (laughs) that's why I never leave (laughs) been here for 20 some years stuck with me John 21 this is our scripture reading verse 15 when they had finished eating Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of John do you truly love me more than these yes Lord he said you know that I love you and Jesus said feed my lambs again Jesus said Simon son of John do you truly love me and he answered yes Lord You know that I love you. And Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went around where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he said to him, "Follow me. Follow me." Verse nineteen is what we're going to focus in on. Jesus said to indicate the death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, "Follow me." Now let me um, sort of give you a little background on what's happening in chapter twenty-one. You know, as you consider it, um, by this time the disciples were were sure of the resurrection. Um, They had seen it, and and they they believed that that had taken place, but they still weren't sure what they were supposed to do. So um, they're kind of just hanging out, and like a lot of guys with some spare time on their hands, they decide to go fishing. And uh, actually, it looks like they weren't just going fishing for recreation, but it appears that, that they were going back to what they knew. Because we know that these guys were, there was a lot of commercial fishermen. As many as seven of them could be commercial fishermen. We know about four for sure. But, um, uh, and so uh, they, they were going back to what they know knew. But the call of Jesus um, from when he first called them was still in place. Follow me, he said, and I will make you fishers of men. So Peter and six of the other disciples, including John and James, had been fishing all night, hadn't caught anything. And then Jesus shows up on the shore and says, basically, how's that working out for you? And uh, not very well was the reply. And Jesus tells the fishermen to throw the net on the other side of the boat. And and at that point, they catch so many fish that they can't even haul the net in. And the disciple who Jesus loved, that's the Apostle John, recognized Jesus. And Peter jumps into the water and heads to shore as the rest of the disciples follow up in the boat, um, towing in the net that's full of fish so this is what's happening in John 21 and then and then Jesus on a beach makes them breakfast and, and uh, if you've never heard me say this before uh, I'm pretty sure Jesus favorite fruit is a fish sandwich because that's what he's always preparing at all these events he's making up some fish sandwiches for them here and um, very interesting too. even in his uh, his resurrected body Jesus is still serving his disciples he's helping them fish he's cooking them breakfast And what he's about to do is minister to his friend, Peter. And I I think it's very significant that you see that um, Peter had, uh, you know, he'd kind of messed up. Um, And and I I like this about Peter. He's just real. Um, And and so I'm glad he was part of the group. Because Peter, you know, he was all in, and he wanted to do, he was gung-ho, man. Peter was Peter was after the things of the Lord, you know, and, and he was all in. But he would sometimes get a little arrogant. Um, he'd sometimes get a little ahead of himself. He'd, uh, he'd sometimes mess it up a little bit. Anybody here ever do any of those things? And so, you know, with Peter, remember, he'd heard from the Lord, and then he'd immediately tried to tell Jesus what to do right after that, and he got rebuked from the Lord, and... Um, you know, here at the end, he had said to Peter, you know, he'd said to Jesus, I'll never leave you, um, but, you know, it got crazy, and Peter took off, and denied him three times, and, um, this is a process, and now, Peter knows that Jesus is resurrected, but I think at this point, Peter is pretty much done with the whole, sort of, who's the greatest argument, um, he's figured he's messed it up good enough, he's done, you know, that, that that's that, and, uh. I might as well go back to fishing because you know I've really messed this thing up following Jesus and so I'm gonna go back to what I know and that's the encounter that Jesus has but even though Peter is messed up Jesus loves him and wants him to continue on in the life that he's called him to and, and so um, I think that, that uh, this is really important in the process remember now Peter had denied um, the Lord three times and in this encounter that I read you in the scripture reading Jesus reinstates him three times, and then at the very end of it all, he, he says to him, just like he'd said when he'd first called him, follow me. Jesus is saying, you don't need to go back to fishing, I want you to continue in the ministry that I called you to from the very beginning, nothing's changed, even though you've messed up, that calling is still there, and it still holds true in the process so I think about that and how amazing that is and how much Jesus loved Peter that he makes this whole thing happen to restore Peter and you know Peter is used incredibly in the early church you know it's Peter that stands up and a short time later at Pentecost and preaches the message that you know 3,000 are added to the church and um, Peter is sort of the the you know the guy who really takes you know the beginning of the church and makes it happen in the first chapters of Acts we read about his ministry and um, God uses him uh, and and then you know we then we read about Paul sort of taking this thing you know to the rest of the world, um, but but uh, God uses Peter significantly and Jesus restores him in this process even though he's messed up and missed it throughout his journey, and and when I think of this encounter I think it's reflected in something that Peter says because you know towards the end of his life Peter takes time to write down. Uh, some things that happen. And he writes a, a couple of letters, First Peter and Second Peter. Uh, and in First Peter chapter 2, he says this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And, and I want to look through those scriptures with, our, with the context of our story in mind, that, that, he, that Peter had been one of those who had been called into this whole process and messed it up along the way, and yet God's faithfulness remains true. And when Peter is talking and, and writing these things down um, towards the end of his life, uh, he, he wants people to know that, that he's experienced this for himself. And there's, there's five things in those couple of verses that I think are really important for us to know as we end up this series and as we press on. From here. And, and the first thing is this, and, and these are all about what it means to follow Jesus, because that was the whole thing follow me. And, and so uh, we're all called to do that now. Uh, we're to follow him, and that's what we're looking at. First thing you need to remember and always hang on to is that God chose you. God chose you. Um, sometimes we get that a little backwards. We think that we chose him, um, you know, or that, that, you know, that was all about us, um, and, you know, but, but God chose you first Peter 2 9 you are chosen people he chose you he picked you he wanted you to be uh, a part of his family he 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 um, he wants you to be with him throughout all time he picked you for that process he chose you um, and and he did that because you matter you count you have value you're an asset to to the team he's put together if you would and knowing that God has chosen you um, it really will allow you to um, not be preoccupied by by how you fit and where you fit and what that looks like Um, it, it will allow you not to feel like you have to compromise your belief maybe do things that you really don't want to do in order to feel a part of something because in Christ you are a part of the most amazing thing in the universe you're you're a, you're a part of his team. You're you've been chosen by God, and and it, sometimes I think you know we have trouble with that um, that whole process. And and I think it relates to this. I don't see it happening as much anymore. When we were kids, when I was a kid, anyway, when when um, when there was a team to be when there was a game to be played. Um, the process was that you pick two captains. And have you ever had this painful experience in your life for some of you? And the two captains would then begin to pick the people that were around to be on their teams. And, and um, um, it was cool to be picked first or second, but it was not cool to be the last one or to be the one that, and, you know, there was two last guys and the other guy would say, you can have them both. <laughs> I don't want either one of those losers on my team. Um, and, and I don't know if anybody ever experienced that, but it can be a pretty painful thing. Um, and, and I think, you know, even some of the best athletes have experienced that when they were hanging out with kids that were older than them or something. You know, things happen and it's a horrible experience. Um, and I think sometimes we feel, well, he chose me because he had to. Um, you were like a first round pick. I want you to know that. In, in the old room, he looked at you and he I want you. Uh, there were no last picks. There was no, you're just kind of left, so I got to take you. First rounder. He picked you, he chose you. You need to think of yourself like that. In this process, you're a first rounder. And uh, first pick, first round, that's you. God chose you. Second thing you need to know, as we follow him, he actually chose you to be a minister. You think, well, that's interesting. Peter says a royal priesthood from that verse. And and the the idea there is, is that we're called to represent and serve for Jesus. Um, the, the word, uh, you know, if you look in the original language, it's a public servant or, or someone who operates in the temple um, or, or of the gospel or a worshiper of God or a benefactor of man but uh, he in fact chose you, called you to be a part of what's going on in, in his story and he, he made you to be a, a minister, part of a royal priesthood, a, a servant. It's part of what you're called to. And uh, this is a big deal so he picked you to be a part of everything that's happening in his story and then he said but you know and now we've got all stuff to do and you've got stuff to do I've got stuff to do and that's a good thing so we're not going to get bored um, and you know think that we can't add we certainly can we've all got gifts and talents and things that the spirit gives us who are to add to the group but he called you I chose you to be a minister and then he gives us motivation that's the third thing he gives us a motivation the rest of First Peter two nine there and the next part a holy nation, a people belonging to God. So uh, I've talked to you before about holiness and that that holiness. You know sometimes we think that the the holiest of people are those who kind of separate themselves from the rest of the world. You know are not bothered by anybody and they sit up on a mountain somewhere. Um, oh that's very and and um, I, I don't believe that's the the true picture of holiness, because if you were looking for what holiness looks like, you look at Jesus, our model for life and ministry, and he certainly didn't do that. Um, He was down uh, amongst people, loving people, hanging out at parties, Um, that's where he went. And uh, he did that so he could be with people. And that um, holiness is is best displayed by loving well. And and here, you know, when you look at this, Peter says that we're a holy people; we're to be serving him because he chose us by loving well, and that we're a people belonging to God. And so, so as his people, um, we're, we're motivated to love like he loved—to to love God and to love others extravagantly. So, so all of these things are happening, and we have a motivation for what he's called us to in the process and he's given us a mission fourth thing he's given us a mission 1st Peter 2 9 says you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light that's our mission spelled out the mission of the church the the mission that he's called us to as his people Um, we're to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness which is what he did that kingdom into his kingdom the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of God um, and, and, and so we're called into that and we're to declare His praises in the process um, and, and so we have a mission, we have a purpose, this is important, so many people think they don't count, don't matter that's a value thing and that there's nothing for them to do and they um, if, you, if you believe that you don't have purpose, that you don't matter, and that you don't have a, a mission um, you, you, you can quickly just start running through the days Um, and allowing them to become just, you know, you wake up looking for the time when you can go to sleep to wake up to go to sleep and you miss life you're sort of waiting for something um, and not living now and that's not what we were called to. We have purpose. We have mission. There's things for us to do. Um, our mission at, at this church, we've, you know, we want to make sure everybody knows our mission, so we made it pretty simple. And I say it so often, I hope I could ask you, what's our mission? And you would look at me and say, one more. Um, that would be my hope. If, if not, well, you got it now. If that's ever the question, one more. If there's, you know, if there's ever you need a password to get in the door, <laughs> that's what it'll be. Try that first. One more. One um, more. And we did that on purpose, so we're always thinking about that. Hey, we've got something to do. We're called. We're, one more, one more, what? One more lost child back to dad. That's what we're supposed to do. And and, uh, and so, so these are, you know, I think about these things. And and remember, now it's coming from Peter who had messed up pretty bad, and he gets this, and he's put back into place, and God uses him mightily because all of us will mess up on the journey. And sometimes you may think, well, I'm not going to god can't use me now not true at all and, and, uh, and so all these neat things are happening you know he's, he's picked us he chose us and, and um, he's called us to be uh, ministers and, and uh, to, you know, to represent him he's given us his motivation of loving well um, he's given us a purpose and so this is what you need to do and, and then maybe best of all point number five he gives us a brand new start probably the best deal going um, a brand new start 1 Peter 2.10 once you were not a people but now you are the people of God once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy and I think coming from Peter who understood the mercy of God and the grace of God and what a new start looks like because that's what Jesus did for him in our scripture reading today brand new start over Peter here you go it's all new it's all it's all good you follow me um, and and just as, as Peter gets a new start and that encounter that he had with Jesus we get one too and not just one new start um, we we get new starts constantly uh, if you've been here with me before you've heard me say that but but I love a new start um, I need new starts I'm, I'm really thankful every day for a new start I gotta tell you right off the bat I'm I I need a new start every morning I mess up a lot but I, I it's not just enough that I get one in the morning um, sometimes I get a you know I get a new start when I wake up and then 10 minutes later I get another new start <laughs> because I, I didn't wake up right you know and then sometimes 20 minutes later I get another new start because it's just not going well anybody have a day like that you know and so, sometimes you know you, and and here's the, the amazing thing he just his, he's these new mercies keep happening here's another new start it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing I, I call them you know the cosmic do-overs the do-overs are things you, if you're my age you remember whenever if you started a game with a bunch of other kids and you were out immediately you know you would petition for a do-over I need a do-over on that um, and they would all look at you and go yeah okay and start over again do-overs were wonderful things you don't get many of them in life not in this life but but Jesus is good with the do-over yeah okay do-over they get, look at the do-over Peter, wow you really messed that up you sure you love me? you know I love you, you sure? yes, are you sure? yeah I'm really sure, okay good, do-over, start all over new start, I'm going to use you Peter, just like I said in the beginning, follow me watch what happens, it's going to be an amazing walk and, and uh, it's going to be an amazing life, so, so you know when we mess up it doesn't mean we can't get back on track or that nothing will work out so so you know when we mess up we make a bad choice which is going to happen sometimes you go running back to god you confess your sin and and remember i've talked about what that means to confess it doesn't mean that you go to god and say well you know i'm I'm sorry i'll never do that again because it's that's probably not true what it means is you go to god and you say you know what you were right i was wrong so that's how we learn that's how confession makes it your way was right my way was wrong your word is right my way was wrong that's confession you were right I was wrong. And then he just loves us. and says, okay, now go. And In the power of his spirit, he sends us to go again and do the right thing. Gives us a brand new start. And so, you know, think about that. That that in this life where we've messed up so often that God forgives us and he gives us a new start. He he picks us. He's given us ministry. He's motivated us by his love and, and he's looking to get one more back to him. And that's the amazing story of what's taking place there in John 21. And that's, uh, that's good for me today. If you're watching my video, thank you so much. Prayer, go to the website. We will happily pray for you. We hope to see you here soon.